Hey everybody, so we have a special episode today because I wanted to do a Thanksgiving episode and then I wanted to put it out on Thanksgiving, but then I realized, oh, today's Black Friday and that's also a very interesting subject. So I'm joined with some friends today. We have <laughs> Ranny Rodil and Sin Twisted. Yeah, and we always have good conversations about things and we were kind of already discussing stuff and seriously, it's like every time we talk, I'm like, why am I not recording this? So <laughs> uh, we decided to, uh, we just ate some leftovers from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. On the blackest of Fridays. On the blackest of Fridays. <laughs> and uh, then we're gonna get to, uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Yeah. So I'm Sig Neutron and this is So, Thanksgiving is a really interesting uh, holiday. Um, you know, it's it's in our modern era of information where a lot of things are coming to light that we weren't necessarily taught in school, and they kind of like whitewashed and glossed over history. And this is like, but now that information is so easily accessible, and it seems like people are starting to care about the issues. Uh, there's like sort of an, uh, it's Thanksgiving starting to evolve, which I think is good because like tradition should evolve. And, you know, I where my take on Thanksgiving is basically it's an amazing reason to get your family together, which is really important, and also show gratitude, which if you've listened to my other podcast, I think gratitude is very important. So I think it's a great day for that. But also, I think that in addition to doing that, we should also acknowledge that, you know, for indigenous people, it's uh, National Day of Mourning. And they all gather at, uh, I think, like at Plymouth Rock or something, and they have a ceremony. And and because there was a very nasty history of, you know, the genocide of Native Americans and the relocation and stuff. And that's like, it's something that we have to work through as a society today, but it's something that shouldn't be like, I think a lot of the... The weirdness comes from, like, it's it's been glossed over for so long. It's just an uncomfortable talk that needs to be discussed, but nobody really wants to kind of talk about it because it's just such a, puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And mm-hmm. even yesterday, as I was looking on, on social media, I saw a meme pop up and it says, oh, great, here we go with all the Native Americans going to make you feel guilty day. And it's just like, dude, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's not, not about us making you feel guilty. It's about us letting you know we're still here. Mm-hmm. And, for and what listen- really happened, you yeah. know? Yeah, and for our listeners, if you don't know, uh, Sin has Native American Yeah, I am uh, about 35% Native American. I have a Choctaw background, which is uh, from like the Oklahoma area. Mm. And a lot of uh, Natives from the Oklahoma area actually were forced to come over with the whole Trail of Tears and things like that. So mm. there's a lot of... I mean, a lot of Native Americans have ancestors that have some type of, you know, horrific trauma, whatever, that mm-hmm. happened down there, down the line through um, colonization and slavery and everything like that. I mean, Native Americans were the first slaves, you mm-hmm. know, but we kept running away. So what they did is they stopped using Natives and they started importing Africans over because they couldn't go anywhere if you transport them from a different country over to here. Mm-hmm. Natives, we just started like going to different tribes and seeking mm-hmm. refuge and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, my like great 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 something grandpa was uh, Chief Doublehead. He was like actually a famous Cherokee chief, and uh, it's interesting because like going doing like ancestral meditation and stuff. I feel like I've kind of sort of reconnected from that era, 
but I mean, I guess that's really a topic for a different episode. Yeah. But I just thought it was really, like interesting. But um, well, for me, I didn't I didn't know I was actually I didn't find out I was Native American until about maybe like five or six about six years ago. Hmm. Um, I'm for those who don't know, I'm adopted, and I was raised by a very white family, and um, so that's why. Um, if my biological mother raised me, Spanish would be my first language and English would be my second. So when people hear me speak, they don't really, the, the voice doesn't match the person. Cause mm-hmm. Some people automatically look at me and they're like, well, you don't sound. Mm-hmm. My bringing, upbringing was a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so growing up, I didn't know my nationality. I was told I was Mexican. I was told I was Spanish. I was told I was this. I was told I was that. Um, and after meeting my biological mother, who found me through MySpace <laughs> in 2008, which is crazy, um, talking to her and then meeting her, she told me I was Native American. She showed me some old photos of some of my great-great-grandmothers. And I wasn't still sure because, again, it's just another person telling me what I am. Mm-hmm. So I did a DNA test and it confirmed. And yeah. uh, so that got me really into wanting to learn more. But it's interesting because I I sometimes draw and I do portraits and stuff like that. And I actually did a self-portrait when I was about 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. And it's a profile of me. And my hair at the time was still in the mohawk, <coughs> but I had like dreads in it. Mm-hmm. And I had them styled in the in the photo, in the, the uh, image I drew. I had them styled in a way where it looked like the mohawk was up. And I had put like Native American like kind of like striped... Uh, markings on my face mm-hmm. and just because my profile I'm like my profile looks to me very native because I have that mm-hmm. little kind of nose mm-hmm. you know um, and it was very interesting to find out later that I actually am because I've always been kind of drawn to that even mm-hmm. in my upbringing just that native style for some reason just that whole yeah, connection yeah, with the mother earth and just that whole that tribe mindset it's mm-hmm. just uh, incredible like we really lack that mm-hmm. as a community you know like yeah. we don't have that and i think that's the one thing that a lot of people are looking for they're looking for someone they're looking for their tribe you know mm-hmm. yeah it's i i you know now that we're getting into spirituality and stuff and even like science says that dna can contain genetic memories and mm-hmm. stuff i always like ever since we learned about trail of tears and stuff in in school like I immediately gravitated towards that subject and I'd always had such an interest in like a respect for Native American culture. It was weird because all the other kids just kind of like, oh, it's just, this is just a lesson. But like for me, I was like, that like that time in school was like really upsetting and sad for me like yeah. to learn that, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. And then, you know, then I find out that actually I'm like related to like, you know, like a, a good chunk of uh, Cherokee um, like ancestry. So it's, yeah, I think that we subconsciously these things come out and stuff um you can't escape your roots it's always going to be a part of you Mm -hmm. no matter where you move no matter who raises you you're always going to have the same roots Mm -hmm. i think with the so for like the memes that you're saying that yeah it's like this is what's happening in this day and age is that things real issues are getting twisted into things that they're not and then people just have immediate voluntary reactions to they sum everything up and then just yeah. react. Like, yeah. there's people, oh, yeah, here it is, Native American make you feel bad day. And it's like, but that's not the issue. It's, yeah. it's the issue that, like, nobody's talked about this for so long. Yeah. Nobody acknowledged. Same thing with Columbus Day. Yeah, exactly. Like, Women were slowly getting rid of it. It's now, like, even when you look at... Uh, 
when I looked at my iPhone, it said Columbus Day. Then it also said Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually it'll slowly phase out Columbus Day because it'd be like the equivalent of the Jews celebrating uh, Adolf Hitler Day. Yeah. You know, it's completely ridiculous. mm -hmm. It's absolutely like it. Yeah, Columbus Day is even <laughs> baffles worse than me. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually here's a, a weird, interesting fact that Hitler was actually inspired by Columbus with the mass graves because hmm. Columbus would just kill all the native. So many natives were just shot, killed, and they just put a mass grave put him in there and burned him. Mm-hmm. And Hitler was actually inspired by that method right. and that's how how they disposed of the Jews during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an ugly, ugly history and the mm-hmm. fact that it hasn't been cleared up is like, you know what, hey, we're gonna get rid of this day, let's celebrate Native peoples, let's still celebrate Thanksgiving and being grateful and da 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 da, but it hasn't been spoken or said in such a way that we're just like, you know what, yeah, let's just get rid of it. Yeah, you that's know? that's... It all boils. It's that's the real issue. Yeah, is that the history was horrible. Yeah, but it's never and been. And we're properly, being forced to celebrate yeah, this person. Yeah, this. and it's never been properly expressed, and yeah. the conversation has never happened. Yeah. So what, like the native community want, is just for the conversation to happen. Yeah. And it's like everybody knows we're at where we are now, mm-hmm. and society is how it is. But like, you know, it's again, it goes back to like sweeping things under the rug. Yeah. It's like there's all these issues, societal problems in history that just. People just need to have open communication yeah. about, you know. Yeah. So what's, what's your take on Thanksgiving and where it stands today? Well, I mean, I wish there was a little bit of a segue, but... <laughs> but no, actually, I, I, I really think that, yeah, Native Americans do need to be heard when it comes to what has happened to them and what what's still kind of happening to them now I mean they oh, really yeah. have they they don't have many rights and people don't realize this they it's like really sad when you actually and speak to I think to it them. was what two or two or three years ago it was on Thanksgiving that natives were standing for standing rock yep. yeah I was just and about they to bring were that getting up. shot with tear gas concussion and, grenades yep. and people were having to have yeah, that limbs that amputated that was two years and ago. that was on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and they my, were not put, putting that on like like actual nope, they were, media. Nope, it was nope. just like it was just one of those things you it, they the, the few it people the who were there covering it, it it just it slowly got out and people also, were able to see it. Guess but. what? Another interesting fact that ties into that. Just a couple of days ago, there's the Keystone pipeline that they were oh, yeah. is it's, leaking yeah. this massive yep. leak yep. and huge, it's like ruining huge. fucking yep. wildlife. And there's no coverage on it. Yeah. 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 And yep. it, because it's all money and yeah. stuff. So like hundreds like, of thousands of gallons are just spilled. And everything that that they were standing for saying this is going to happen this is going to happen don't do this mm-hmm. they're pretty much like fuck you we're going to do it and of course it fucking happened and then now nobody gives and a it, shit and it's like yeah. on a holiday where the real roots of it were basically they were like this, fuck you Native yeah, Americans yeah, like yeah. We're, we're taking your land and then, and then on then, the holiday where we're supposed to allegedly being like good friends and, yeah, and everything Thanksgiving they're, again, they're, they're still like, doing the same shit yeah, still we're putting our shit. pipeline there yeah. you know, it's, it's, and this was happening under Obama <coughs> and under Trump so mm-hmm. it's just as nothing to do with it has nothing to do yeah. with who's in office. It just has to it's do with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also and the it's, mindset still of manifest destiny. It's yeah. it's like what you have, I can take it. You know, yeah. I have enough money, I can buy it. You know, and it's just it, we got to get out of that that mindset. That again, we we're talking about with consumerism, but we'll mm-hmm. get into that later. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a lot of people are really just disconnected from Mother Earth. Like they don't really care about what's happening to our planet, which is really sad. Um, but when I think of Thanksgiving, I still 
and know that it's a, a day of high vibration because however you want to spend the day, whether you want to spend it morning or celebrating, it's a it's a day where you can send out your vibrations with the collective. And I, I like to do that by sending out vibrations of like, you know, gratitude, compassion, mm -hmm. love, and you know, happiness, spreading happiness. Cause I believe in prayer. I believe in um, just sending out like my prayers to Earth, Mother yeah. Earth, whoever you want to, our creator. I do the same thing. <clears throat> For me, I don't really call it prayer, but I just kind of speak out things. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same Sending thing. Sending out the, your vibrations. When you speak a prayer, that turns that sound turns into vibration, and the universe mm -hmm. hears that. So, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it is words that are connected to a feeling, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what I... I like to do and I do that by spending time with people that I care about and eating good food and you know that was uh, like Greg Braden uh, had an interesting thing is that you know when everybody is like says grace before the food like I've seen this happen like in almost every family that I've grown up in that does that like it's almost like half the people at the table are like okay Let's get this over with. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. come on. And that then the other person is just saying kind of empty words. Or maybe one person that leads the prayer actually is like thinking about it. But it's not, it, prayer is not about the words. It's about the feeling it's that you're projecting. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so often the, uh, people get in emotions of saying words that they don't actually put any feeling behind. So yeah. then their prayers don't do anything. It's just like repeating a chant over and over again. Like once you've said it so many times, it just, it's just, uh, it's almost like a vocal memory. You just mm -hmm. kind of just start spewing it out, and half the time you're not even realizing what you're saying, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to prayer. And I grew up in a very religious family where we prayed often, and it does even, you know, like you were saying, it just kind of seems like, all right, we're using this line and this line and this You're almost line like singing a song. Da, da, da. It's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, and, but it's, it's like no feeling Repetitive, and, yeah. Yeah, that's why I like connecting with my food. I'm like, yeah. oh, look at you, you beautiful yeah. corn. Mm -hmm. Thank for, you. For like, me with Thanksgiving, when I, when I, after I found out with the native, like it was confirmed and stuff the first few years I would always Thanksgiving I would always wear all black and my hair was longer so I'd always rock my braids mm -hmm. um, and then after a couple years I just decided I don't want to be like the downer <laughs> you know so I just still I'd like to dress up I'd like to like represent a little bit and I'll wear some of like the, the turquoise jewelry that my mm -hmm. grandmother gave me mm -hmm. and um, you had your little feather yeah my feather and my cute. hair I got that feather in Cambodia and I actually put a couple I put amethyst and um, a labradorite stone and I think there's something else on it I can't remember but I put three stones on it um, and so yeah I'll wear my feather and I just like to just still kind of represent a little bit but just still like you know, have a good time, and it's all about spending the time with people you love. And for me, like we were talking about this yesterday, I cook the turkey, and I love slow cooking food because I like being able to take my time and check on it, and you know, add things and do whatever to it. Mm -hmm. But also, it's a lot of gratitude that goes in mm -hmm. at, when I'm doing that whole process. Well, cooking is um, a ritual. You know? Yeah, like it's, you're, yeah. Like, we were we were had the conversation yesterday that's like you know you see all these like yeah. witches like boiling stuff, and it's like yeah. man, they were just making fucking like. Yeah. dinner you know like the oil, yeah because when, when you really think about it like just even cooking food is is it's magic mm -hmm. it yeah. really is magic you're mixing random things you're applying with, heat you're using, you're using the elements you're using fire, fire you're using herbs you're using yeah, you know earth, like all water. these different yeah all mm -hmm. these different elements and 
like we were saying, if you were trying to, like, you know, hundreds, maybe, who knows how long, what, thousands of years ago, you try to convince someone, like, you can mix these ingredients together and make a loaf of bread, they would think you were insane. Mm -hmm. But once you keep going at it and you get the components and everything right and all the measurements right mm -hmm. and you're actually able to show them, minds are blown and then mm -hmm. anything is actually possible so <coughs> things like that might have been considered magic but now we just call it food yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just call it now you cooking. get this yeast you mix it with this stuff and it makes this the, the flour fart or it farts into your flour <laughs> yeah. and it makes it <laughs> yeah. rise yeah. then you cook it in the yeah. oven and it's soft as fuck yeah like, it's like Whoo! what the hell right. are you then, talking that's about that's just the yeah. first part of the magical process yeah. then we put it in our mouths and chew it yeah. and then swallow it and it goes to a sack full of acid yeah. that somehow extracts yeah. all of the parts that we need yeah. and then it like, well, yeah, you try to, yes, yeah. powers our yeah, bodies. You try to explain something like that to someone we know when we didn't have that knowledge back then it would be you would it was magic or considered a witch it would be some type of insanity you know yeah. um we're, but, we're living a magical existence every day, but we just we take just it for granted because it. it feels so normal. We overlook we're so it used because to the magic. we see it all the fucking time. Yeah. yeah, but if you just stop and think like I was saying last night, it's like these sound waves of my like are like my vocal cords I know without even thinking about it how to wiggle these things and make these sounds that fly across the air into your ears that wiggle in a certain way that creates and paints a picture of exactly yeah. what I'm saying in real time and yeah. everybody um, also recording these words that will be later played to other people that does the same thing so yeah. it's like it's like if that's not fucking magic like what is right? <laughs> like come yeah. on dude yeah um, but yeah, for me, Thanksgiving, I just, I just always like to just kind of just be appreciative, be grateful. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, even just little things, I think we really take for granted with, you know, like our first world problems, you know, mm -hmm. um, but just be very grateful. Like it, you wake up every morning, you have electricity, you have water that comes from your faucet. You don't have to go to a well. You don't have to walk a couple miles to a river. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but walk you know, around with I've, I've, yeah, and... I've lived off the grid. So I've done like living off solar energy and generators and having to bathe in a lake. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done that before. And so just to be very grateful with the things you do have. Yeah, yeah. you and may not have some of the shit that your friends have. You may not have some of the stuff that your neighbors have, but who fucking cares? It's materialistic things. As long as you're constantly doing any form of self-improvement on yourself on your inner self mm -hmm. that's all that fucking matters like yeah. who cares about the materialistic mm -hmm. shit yeah and you gratitude know. is like super important people don't realize that when they hold on to the feeling of gratitude they're connecting their mind with their heart mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think having a day that reminds us to connect our minds with our hearts is a good thing absolutely you know? yeah and it's like i know the history is squirrely and that's that's. But even I think with that history, it still yeah. connects your mind with your yeah. heart because right. you're feeling yeah. compassion. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. See, compassion that's that's or another. Gratitude, that's you why know? you know adopting into your family practice, like even if it's like even if it's like ten minute, five minutes or something, just to to say to everyone that's here, like you know, let's just take this time to think about the indigenous people and and like you know think just focus on the feeling of compassion and mm -hmm. you know like because that's another important feeling and then just taking that little bit of time, you're actually you know you've took the time to project that out and the universe hears that and reciprocates and it's yeah. like even if you're not telling the world you're not posting on facebook you're still your family took that time yeah. to acknowledge somebody like a group of people that were like had horrible like abuses done to them and that alone is very powerful yeah. i feel like it's really sad when when we people will complain about compassion and think of compassion as a burden it's mm -hmm. like really like yeah, you don't like, want to like nothing. care about people you don't 
like why where what happened to you why don't you yeah. want and it's to because they they were hurt or something you know yeah. it's, it's these traumas that they haven't dealt with so then it stands in the way of their own compassion yeah. and that's like, like a, you're a mirror you know like whatever you send out or you know like if you send out compassion and people more people will be compassionate about you i believe mm-hmm. in that like you absolutely reflect what yeah and, and gratitude. <laughs> gratitude is something, you know, that you really have to. And that's something I've been thinking about lately. And it's it's so funny that you were talking about, because I, I told you I listened to the po- I listened to your podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Not just because I'm on it, because I actually, <laughs> I really enjoy the podcast, you know. Yeah, that's um, and, uh, and you were talking about gratitude, and it was just so very interesting, because I think maybe the, the day previous or something like that, I posted on my Instagram that I'm very grateful for the customers and the regulars that come in and and that support sex workers you know Mm -hmm. i am an exotic dancer and Mm -hmm. i'm very grateful the customers that come in and who who tip us and who support us you know Mm -hmm. like i feel very fortunate even one of the days where i'm like leaving with 50 dollars and i'm mad i'm very grateful first off that i have a fucking job Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people like struggling to look for work you know what i mean so i'm Mm -hmm. very very grateful that i even have a job and i'm very grateful that for the days that i have losses on money, and then I'm very grateful for the days where I have lots of gains, you know? So it's all a balance. It all kind of equals out. Got to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. But it's all just about being grateful, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some girls, they don't make a certain amount. They start getting mad. I used to. Now I'm just like, eh, I can cover my electric bill and part of, like, you know, this other bill. Eh, mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. And when it comes to holidays, I was saying yesterday, too, that we as Americans need a radical rethink about how we deal with the holidays. It's like after Halloween... This, this part of the year gets more and more stressful, more and more insane. And these are supposed to be the times that at its core, we're supposed to be like appreciating our family and like, you know, just appreciating connection and being thankful and, you know, giving to others, you know. Well, holidays and it's, can be tough for some families because not every family does get along and right. some are yeah. forced to, you know, and then there's always, you know, like I said, I was, I was saying earlier, um, we were discussing that I love going home, but my father likes to only talk about politics, sports, and religion, and all of those topics are up for debate because he loves to debate, mm-hmm. and he likes to argue, and no matter what day it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it happens, and I just, I don't like that on holidays. I just want to yeah. sit and chill and just have love in there, and I just don't want to be in a heated conversation constantly. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that sometimes being forced to be put with family can be very, very stressful because mm-hmm. some people's families are are very stressful sure and you know, you know and and that's to, like 100 percent uh it goes back to the bigger issue of like when we're talking about like people need to like communicate families really need to communicate yes, better yes. and again sweeping stuff under it's the same you can apply all these same concepts like the same reason why thanksgiving is getting so weird is because things have been swept under the rug and they haven't yeah. been dealt with and if there was just open communication and finally like everybody was on the same page it was like okay how can we make this right as a society and move on then that would be fine but then society's like oh you're just trying to make us feel better yeah, and it's like it's too complicated of a situation when really it boils down to just like it just needs to be aired out and yeah. discussed and acknowledged. Yeah, because you know? it's one of those and, things my dad's very, very stubborn, and he's very, very, especially into he set his foot into his politics and his religion and everything else. So it's one of those things now a lot of us kind of, when he starts getting into that topic, we just kind of excuse ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and eventually he kind of is left alone and is watching the sports by himself in the other room. But, you know, yeah. I, I just can't deal with 
not on that day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just not on that day. Yeah. I can deal with it on any other day. The day before when I'm hanging out and I'm prepping food, I can deal with all that and everything. But yeah. just on that day, can we just not have... Who we just chill and just have good food and just be grateful we're even just together at the same time. Yeah, and that's like no matter if your family is like you don't get along or whatever, like I see people's posts about like not having a family. Yeah. And even if you don't get along with them or whatever, like you maybe only see them one time a year, you know. Yeah. And it's like that's at me. the very core yeah. We should be thankful that we even have families to spend yeah. things because some people don't, yeah. and, you know, and that's that's very that's sad. So yeah. you know, it's like at the very least, be thankful that you have a family. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm one of those where I just see my family. It's either Thanksgiving or Christmas time. So, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful for you guys for inviting me over for your Thanksgiving because I I really wanted to do something, mm-hmm. and you guys were like, oh, we just. We don't really want to cook a turkey. I was like, I would love to cook a turkey because that's my favorite thing to do. I love it. Yeah, it was. And we don't eat meat anymore, but we decided to eat a little meat on Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. you know it actually helped us to express even more gratitude for the the meat that yeah, we were yeah as we were preparing it yes the turkey yesterday yeah. we were like thank you I for your sacrifice thank and, you and yeah, yeah thank you yeah and, and as turkey. i'm putting the rub i, mm-hmm. I did a, I, I cut herbs from my backyard and made a really good rub for it and as i'm putting on there i'm thanking the you know thank you for your life you're gonna give us good nourishment you're gonna feed us yep. and just mm-hmm. give us all good energy and... yep, i did that with my gravy i was mm-hmm. making this sausage gravy and i was just like <laughs> kind of like doing a little prayer over it with my hand like mm-hmm. raising the vibrations and like filling it with gratitude because yeah. i truly think this is this is going to sound crazy to people that don't practice spirituality but i think the biggest part about saying grace before eating was actually it wasn't about just like the words again it was about infusing your food with the feeling that you you're sending a signal to your food that you are thankful for it and then your food actually because everything has a vibration it reciprocates that vibration and begins to harmonize with how grateful you are for it and then when you consume it it's actually healthier and more nutritious because you've mm-hmm. raised the vibration of the your food for me i think a lot of people mistake saying grace before their food has a lot of uh, attachments with religion and God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think for a long time I didn't say any type of, or was grateful for my food because I was raised Christian and I just don't want, I didn't, no, I don't say prayer. I don't pray. I don't pray, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of the association with God. Um, but I do, you know, especially when I'm preparing food, um, catch myself just being thankful, especially if I'm pre- preparing meat, being thankful for the animal that I have sacrificed, and I will make sure that I do not waste any part of the animal. I'm very, very funny about that. I've mm. always been kind of very funny about that, even before I found out as Native American, of the idea of us going to a steakhouse, ordering a steak, eating half of it, and then not wanting to take the other half home because we are, quote unquote, too full to finish it so yeah. just toss it in the garbage yeah i think that's so disgraceful oh, for the I, animal i die inside. for the animal to have to sacrifice its life and then half of it's thrown in the garbage because some fucking asshole is too full mm-hmm. no fuck you take that shit to go mm-hmm. eat it the next day it's a steak fucking you can steak make steak eggs. steak yeah, omelets yeah. like dude there's Come so many on. things you can do with steaks <clears throat> i had an old roommate who was notorious for not taking his leftovers especially meat, and i would uh-huh. take it then the next day i'm making like 
uh, sauteed steak, mushroom, omelets and stuff like that. And he's like, that smells good. I was like, do you want some? I'm like, it's your steak, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I was just like, this is why you need to take your leftovers and eat your leftovers, especially meat. I'm sorry, but this is one thing I'm going to preach about. As a meat eater myself, if I'm going to eat meat, I'm going to eat all of it. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to waste anything, I'm going to waste the vegetables, whatever. But Mm -hmm. if I'm going to... If I'm going to be too full, then I make sure I take that to go and I, I eat it the next day, you mm-hmm. know, or or for my next meal. But yeah. I just, I do not like wasting the animal. And it's like, can you, it just, it's so absurd because again, I think people get in these loops of not even thinking about how ridiculous it is, but it's like, you know, my my mom and like that generation was always like, you know, well, there's people starving in other parts of the world, you know, yeah. and you would waste food and stuff. And it's like, you know, you really do need to think about that. Yeah. Because they're like, we're so fortunate here that there are places in the world that they can't even imagine like sitting down into a restaurant and being served food, let alone like seeing people, the entire like room, dining room full of people leaving food and walking away yeah. from it just yeah. to like let it be thrown away. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Got uh, Gordon Ramsay just smashing scallops. Oh, I know, like, right? oh, it's raw. <laughs> Why don't you finish cooking it then? Don't smash yeah, it. Yeah. It's like just full waste of food. If some countries that like are less fortunate, if they were to see the tiny type of TV shows that we have, they're just like, throwing away pounds it, of food. Yeah. That would, like, how could they even understand us as a society? Yeah. Because, like, that's something that they don't even have. And we're, like, so think, comfortable in it that we're just basically, like, oh, throw it on the floor. You know, yeah. it's just like, what the I fuck? I think a lot of people do lose touch. I mean, it's like, I know we hear a lot of times, you know, with uh, vegetarians and vegans, like, you know, animal rights, animal rights. And I get that, yes. I'm for animal rights, too. And I, it's, you know, people are going to say whatever because I do eat meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's just, again, all about being respectful to your food. But then again, it's just, uh, you got to remember something died for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to eat meat, if you choose to eat meat, please remember that something sacrificed its life for you to gain your energy and to continue your life. Mm-hmm. Be a little more respectful. Take yep. the leftovers home. Even if you like put it in a mish and feed it to your dog or whatever, just make sure it's not being wasted. Give mm-hmm. that energy to, to some. If you're not going to consume the energy, give it to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I can't. It makes me cringe when I see people throw away like a half eaten uh, thing of chicken or mm-hmm. meat or whatever because I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. And people ah. don't understand that uh, a lot of our comfortable habits lead to huge societal issues and feeding the like industrial farming machine mm-hmm. any any giant money machine is being fed by our apathy and being comfortable yeah because the real issue here there's nothing wrong with eating meat but the real issue is that it's so factory farmed and mass produced and that it's like killing the animals the, yeah it's killing the environment like the yeah. animals are suffering greatly yeah. and it's like there are so many options now that like even if like more people just started to shift gears into like more plant-based diets yeah. or even like cut back meat a little exactly. bit had it on special days yep. some like if they I just have, put more I have, thought into yeah, their diet I have my meatless meals sometimes I'll have a complete meatless day where mm-hmm. I'll do um, and it's you know even little things too like uh, Trader Joe's I'll get like a little vegan uh, frozen dinner thing and like I'll have uh, a vegetarian breakfast and then I'll have my little thing for my lunch. And then at home, I have like some type of like meatless soup or, or something, some type of noodles. Um, but it's not that hard to do like just 24 hours of no meat. You mm-hmm. know, it's not that hard to, yeah. to cut back, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So an interesting thing, uh, I saw Bill uh, at Hyena Gallery. I always say uh, follow Bill because he always posts really interesting stuff. He was posting about, I'm going to have him as a guest too on Speedtron, but he was posting about Thanksgiving and actually like uh, in I think the like 40s, 50s and stuff, like there, it was a big thing that people would dress up in like costumes and go like throw confetti on people or throw a flower at people and like it was just this big ruckus party. It was almost mm-hmm. like as big a time of Halloween as like dressing up. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. And they, they were showing these, like, old school photos of these people wearing these giant weird masks and stuff. Wait, for, for what? For Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, they would I just dress the up and, like, part. run. Yeah, which is, yeah. I thought was really, I'm like, yeah. let's bring that shit back. That sounds right? fun. <laughs> right, um, But so, yeah, so talking about our comfortability leading to big societal issues. Yeah. Now we have Thanksgiving, which is already sort of, like, kind of a, um, a weird holiday that came yeah. about and then yeah. now the, the manufacturing yep. and corporations they now it's black friday yeah. the day after oh. bum, bum, bum. right yeah bum, bum, bum. and the, to give a little background uh also bill posted about the history of black friday and uh, i think it was a, a police department first labeled it as black friday in the hopes that they would discourage people from do it because even when the thing started, yeah, like, like very, it sounds so somber. Where did that come from? Yeah, I'm glad we know now. The origins of it, like when it started, people were like, "This is fucked," and then it's only gotten worse since then. Like people, like I think there's like, there's I think always twelve a, people say, total always have a, died, like from all of the yeah, Black Fridays or something. There's always but some multiple type of stabbings. trampling and yep, shootings. Yep. Like that's what I say. It's like this time of year. It's like, it's like ramping up the tension, and everybody's stressed, and everybody's like clamoring to this type of year is very bipolar we're supposed yeah. to be very grateful and very like friendly and very like oh love one another but in the same sense we're like trampling old ladies and elbowing yep. people in the face just to get a flat screen tv like yep. it's, and, it's dude, so is, like it does it's it's a such a, a walking contradiction yeah this is actually the, <laughs> the reason why i hate christmas music because you never hear Christmas music unless you're in a store surrounded by stressed the fuck out people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always associate Christmas music with this like weird, like it sounds nice, but it always gives me anxiety and like it, I fucking like hate it because yeah. I like the people you're need to start realizing that we're all psychic and we're all empathetic or like yeah. we have empathy. So when you're around these people, that's why you get well, not so only that, like crazy. some people kind of, if you're programmed with music, you can be triggered by said music. So mm-hmm. if, if a certain Certain songs, Christmas music, for example, is always uh, growing up as a child, gives you anxiety as an adult. Once you hear it, it's going to trigger you that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that you're saying that because we were talking before about like uh, programming, programming mm-hmm. people and yep. some people are programmed by music. So uh-huh. that one is actually kind of a weird little trigger for you where it mm-hmm. gives you triggers, it triggers a lot of people. actually. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's been it's so ingrained in society. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people triggers ang- anger, full on mm-hmm. anger and mm-hmm. rage. Yep. Um, so when I first brought this topic up before we decided to record this podcast, I was saying that there's this new interesting, like I checked the news on Twitter for Black Friday, and now there's actually a a decent chunk of people that are defending Black Friday shoppers and like basically saying stop shaming people for Black Friday shopping. And at first I thought that was weird, and I'm like, you know, like Black Friday is everything that is wrong with capitalism in America and just like American. Condensed in one short span of time, yeah. And, you know... Like, at first I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, why why shouldn't we try to do that? But then you guys brought up a good point. Yeah. 
<clears throat> growing up in like a poor household, like I could see my mom shopping. Like Black Friday wasn't a thing back then, but she used to get into fights to get us like, you know, the things that we wanted. And um, you know, if you're if you're poor and you can't really afford like a flat screen TV, this would be a good opportunity for you to get you know the things that you would you know like most other all the other kids have it you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of parents do feel the pressure of Black Friday because they want to make their families happy. Mm-hmm. Especially when their families are competing with the neighbor's families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, so-and-so and my best friend has this and we all have these. How, how, how come, you know, how come we don't have one if they have one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that and, kind of So it's like to shame someone who was like, I would pay triple the amount to not have to, <laughs> you know, to not have to go through Black Friday. But the people who can't afford certain things like i mean i just kind of feel bad for a certain like i have a soft spot for mothers who who want to get nice things for their kids and can only afford the prices on black friday and i I think it's true because like now that i've been getting into spirituality and stuff i i take a more compassionate approach to things even though and then sometimes it that takes a minute to kick in because like i said my first reaction to this was like fucking black fuck black friday like why is anybody why would anybody even go out there and do that yeah and it's you know, but then look at it with compassion is that like our society is creating this monstrosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it is, ba- it's, this didn't just, this isn't an isolated issue of like people are just trying to buy sales. It's like, it's, I've, I find it interesting that this always happens at Walmarts. That's like the hot spot for people like getting yeah. stabbed or trampled. Yeah. And it's because Walmart itself is a fucking monster a yeah. corporation oh, yeah. that has killed small businesses. And the prices business. are so ridiculously low yeah they've put just, small they're business importing, out and they're importing of, from other places and it's just all this really horrible slave labor yeah. and just, so just it's pennies on the dollar so what it it really is is like yeah we should shift our focus from like oh this is stupid and stuff because it well it is but we should start shifting our focus to like okay how as a society can we come together and solve this problem because this is it's insane like people are dying for things they don't need yeah but, the, well, it, but society makes them feel like they need these things. Yeah. And then that's when earlier I, I chimed in and was saying that um, if we can actually afford our kind of like comfortable, not only just basic, but our comfortable needs, then I think it wouldn't be as intense as it has been. And it is. It seems like every year it kind of gets a little more aggressive and a little more aggressive these Black Fridays to mm-hmm. the point where it's just like it's... I I've never gone because it, it terrifies me. I'm like I don't need I don't I can't yeah. I could never do that. I mm-hmm. couldn't do that. Um, but if we actually could survive on on just basic needs and having just a little extra, I don't think that it would be as intense as it is. If it was just like oh cool, there's a sale, let's all go down. But if everybody was comfortable and if it wasn't such a struggle, if you didn't have to work three or four jobs just to save up for that one day to get Mm -hmm. that little flat screen just on this Mm -hmm. one day a year, uh, I don't think that aggressive energy would be there still. I think it would be a little bit more civilized and Mm -hmm. I I think it wouldn't be such a panic. But I think so many people are living um, in poverty. So many people are living, Mm -hmm. you know, just scraping by paycheck to paycheck and, you know, still on loans and borrowing money and still trying to figure out how they're going to survive the holidays, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, if you look at it, like people like us and stuff, like we almost, it's almost like a luxury that we can even like dive into our spirituality and have these like moments where we can like 
reflect on life and stuff because some people are so wrapped up in a system that doesn't give a shit about them and yeah. like they struggle every day and they work five jobs and that that's all there is to that so things buying things are is is all that that you know that, that's so that's the popular like somehow we have to move society back to connecting on a deeper level yeah. and showing them that there is more. But for that, like it's going to take massive overhaul of mm-hmm. how the country even runs. And yeah. you know, I saw somebody do that ten-year challenge, like with the photos. Well, somebody else was like, "Here's one for you," and it was like uh, minimum wage in 2009, seven twenty-five. Minimum wage in 2019, seven twenty-five. Average rent in 2002 uh, was like eight hundred bucks, and then average rent now is like one thousand four hundred. It's like the yeah. money that we're making is not changing, but everything is getting more expensive. Yeah. And it's because the anytime you go to any industry, whether it be iPhones, Google, uh, cars, you know, any like meat, anything, there the people at the top have created this system that just preys on the people. Yeah. And it's too big to fail because nobody even knows for one and how the just, system works. Yeah, and we just so keep how can we how can we even bring something down? Unconsciously keep feeding this vicious thing and yep. it just gets bigger and bigger and we don't know how we're feeding it and we don't know how to really stop because it. Because we don't even know how it runs. Yeah. Like Americans need to start caring about their government. Like local elections, everything they need to inform themselves on how a government works because the the reason why things have gotten this bad is because People have stopped caring because, again, they have distracted the Americans with having to work all of these jobs. Yeah. You keep these people so, like, like oppressed and, like, scattered and frustrated, then they don't have time to give a shit about mm-hmm. how government works. Keep mm-hmm. them they busy. Just, keep them busy. Yeah. So it's like as long as they're just enough to, like, yeah. survive, then they're always going to be preyed on. Just before they're on the verge of just fucking just freaking out, yeah. you know, we'll just keep them that happy. And it's like know? if we could come together as a society before things like fucking hit a tipping point like then we could you know it's like then things wouldn't have to get so ugly yeah but i worry that sometimes things only get done when it's finally yeah. pushed to a breaking point yeah you know it's like look around the world right now like all these countries like people are literally dying in the streets yeah because they want their freedom mm. and it's like i don't want it to come to that but it's like how else can we like wake how many people up different and, ways can we express our concern and and put our voice out there before we actually get heard mm-hmm. and it and that's not that yeah people yeah. are so used to not being heard that they stopped trying to yeah, be. stop trying mm-hmm. yeah and i think that is a huge issue and i think again that that circles mm. back to the point on thanksgiving itself it's like people just want to be heard yeah you know and just letting someone be heard and acknowledged goes a long way yeah yeah i just it just blows me away of how this the whole system that we have even works, but um, I mean, I was getting into discussion-ish with a client at work about uh, he was saying how lazy people are nowadays and uh, they're not focused and you know they're always <coughs> blaming about being late from coming from another job and blah blah blah. And I had to explain to this guy, I was like, look, most people can't survive on just one job anymore. Mm-hmm. That might have been possible like 30 or 40 years ago, but it's not possible nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's very, very not few LA, people, yeah. very few people, unless you like own a, a really good, successful company, it's v- very few people have a, I mean, I'm trying to think of like 
most people I know have about like at least two to four jobs. Mm-hmm. I myself have three jobs. So <laughs> well, maybe four actually, the foot fetish thing. But you know, it's like uh, everybody has multiple hustles and mm-hmm. everybody has, are keeping themselves busy with work and, and the people, you know, who are complaining about it, I just don't think they, they're they a little older and, and they don't understand the perspective and point of view of how things are now. Like millennials aren't just, they're walking into this whole fucked up system that mm-hmm. just screws them over. It's not what it used to be. It's not like you could just graduate high school and go to college and then you have this successful job and then you could support your whole family on that one thing and your mm-hmm. wife doesn't have to work and everything's happy and, you know, no, it's not like that. Like, yeah. Mom and dad are working, and some of them are doing multiple jobs, and it's it's not as easy as it used to be, and we're not making the money percentage as what living costs, just as mm-hmm. far as groceries, gas, yeah, uh, and it's it's bills. it's 100% by design. Yeah. It's the system wants to keep you spread out and distracted because when people have free time, they they get more creative. Yeah, they get more inspired. Yeah, and then they they you know that and that's truly what the system wants to do. It wants to stamp out creativity and inspiration. That's why the schools are set up the way they do. That's why they send kids into the world with like tons of student debt. So you're basically enslaved to the system right off the bat. Yeah, you know it's like I was talking about it last night. It's like how ridiculous is it that we're in, like enslaved to an idea? Like I'm in like twenty grand of student debt, and that's like. I'm only in that debt because somebody told me I am. Like, mm-hmm. hanging out with my friends, enjoying life, all of that stuff's free. Like, everything I do is, like, free. To, to exist is free. But yet, somewhere, some something says I owe X amount of money, which isn't really even... Money is just an idea. Yeah. It only has any worth because we agree upon its worth. Yeah, you know? it's so just a piece of paper and, and, and pressed metal. Yeah, and and I just There's saw no another, value to it. Yeah, at all. Like, seriously, it used to represent gold, but now yeah. it doesn't even represent gold. Yeah. Like it's, it's like it's an, it's literally an idea, mm-hmm. and if we're literally paying for things with like phony. We might as well be using monopoly money, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it, I, I saw this thing about billionaires the other day, and it's like kind of it's feel like tying in this point is that billionaires are the idea of billionaires are it's fucking ridiculous. Because for one thing, billionaires don't get that rich on their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get, accumulate that amount of wealth, you have to have put some kind of giant system in place. And for that giant system to be operating and funneling all of the wealth into a singular human being, like what the fuck is that? Like money could, should conceptually flow and, and to like balance and harmonize society. If yeah. all of the rich people around the world overnight could, they could solve all of the world's problems, if, well, and they would still have money to, to live me, their comfortable I think, lives. I think it's it's a really weird, maybe it's a weird psychological thing, but it's like to me, it's it's a greed for sure, but it's also to me, it's it's a form of hoarding. Mm-hmm. You're hoarding money. Yeah. That money could actually help finance schools. Mm-hmm. That money could actually start putting like music back they're in the school system. They're literally sitting on it just but so it says just, they're worth something. Exactly. Just to, for a status. Yeah. Like That's insane for, to me. And it's like, I don't understand why not have a whole complete, happy, harmonized community. Mm-hmm. How could you but ever how, feel good about could, being a billionaire yeah, when, yeah, the, when half the world just, goes hungry? Oh my God. When there's so many people that are so unhappy. And it's not to say that money does make you happy, but money can give you basic survival needs yeah, which will relieve stress which then can actually you, you can, can you have can, time to actually have money, this thing called happiness money frees you up and gives you the most yeah. precious quality quanti- yeah. is time yeah. that's really our most precious resource yeah. and money buys you time yeah. and then when people have time they can actually reconnect with themselves and 
and not feel so stressed out. Yeah. But it, I saw somebody present the idea of like some kind of international wealth ceiling where once you make a certain amount, after that amount, it's like taxed at like 100% or like some really high percent. And I think that's an amazing idea because yeah. there's no... Re- these are basically like dragon people just hoarding their treasure mm-hmm. hoards. They're like yeah. sitting at like fat bellies sitting yeah. on this and treasure. Reptilians. Like, and then the, you're looking at that dragon like, motherfucker, what are you going to do with this golden sword that's yeah. like the size of your pinky? Like, <laughs> you I mean, like just all this think, gold. Of, like, think of the concept instead of money, just think of it as food. Think of all these people who have no food and mm. you're hoarding all this food and like why mm. it's, it's you could be saving so many lives with your food mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then just, still and, and it's a still choice. they could have everything they wanted yeah. they still have their fancy yep. shit like and they'll, no they'll be known shit, they would even be known as a better person like they'd probably be more known yeah. because of the fact that of what they did well there's you this, know there's I mean? this like, article that just, just came out that Jeff Bezos mm. the most rich man on the world donated like 98 million to yeah. uh, to the homeless and everybody's yeah. like that's big news and stuff yeah. and it's like well for one that's like a drop in the bucket yeah uh, that's like give it like I don't know like ten grand or something yeah to, like on a different scale but yeah um, and also uh, he donated it to his own charity <laughs> so oh, there's okay. all this shady he did yeah. that so he'd avoid paying taxes on it and I was watching this really interesting thing they interviewed people at Forbes magazine and if you know Forbes magazine yeah. it's like they rank the richest people. Uh, Forbes is basically like, we have no idea how rich these people are because when you get that rich, everybody is storing money in offshore accounts and having all oh, this yeah. shady stuff. There's like yeah. an island. Uh, it's somewhere like I think near Norway or something like that. It's like there's like a tiny bank that just so many billionaires use as their address because they're using that address to store their money or something. And it's like they have all these rich people yeah. have all of these crooked systems to even further hide yeah, money so yeah. they don't even have to pay taxes on it. But it's yeah. like something that wouldn't even affect them. Yeah. Like it's just the idea of their wealth, like hoarding this fucking yeah. idea. They're hoarding this yeah. idea of money. And, and then, and, and and then the they wonder, the the and then they look at the, our country and wonder why we behave the way we behave. And it's like, dude, we're not getting by. We're not getting our basic needs. We're yeah. not getting our basic needs met. I think it's, we're barely it's getting a, by. Amazing. That's a great and point. if we actually had these things, if we were actually, we would be a lot less stress free. We would probably have a lot less road rage and things like that. We would be happier people. Yeah. But because of the fact that we're constantly stressing about money, because our electric bill is going to get cut off, because uh, we still haven't paid that, that fucking water bill or, you know, whatever else that we got going on, um, it's just it, it keeps you in a constant state of kind of panic and mm-hmm. anxiety and when you have the constantly system, on edge and stressed out, you yeah. know. Like Bernie Sanders is like presenting progressive plans to actually fix these societal problems. And then America's paying, oh, we're going to be socialists or communism and like communism coming to America. It's, and it's not like, communism. Dude, it's... Like for one thing, there are systems in place that America would never go zero to yeah. fucking communism. Yeah. And like we have a government system. I mean, it's, even it's not no communism if you're is. trying to just think of the collective whole and just trying to actually just make everybody yeah. relatively just happy I, people you know, <coughs> give them their basic needs and, and that's not yeah. a hard thing to do but it's it seems impossible like we're I, fighting for health care we're fighting for uh you know for our teachers to get paid just a little bit better you mm-hmm. know like just that All alone the things that are really just, important are just getting sucked dry yeah i saw this uh, another meme that was like i love these like one-liner memes that really make you think and it was like uh, political conversation today for me is basically just like it had like them and then it's like me I don't know how to basically convince you that we need to care about people <laughs> and yeah, it's like right? that's that's basically all it boils down to yeah. today's day and age it's like yeah. we can put systems in place that help 
other people outside of ourselves. And in the, in the end, everyone will benefit. Yeah. But it's like we gotta get we gotta get society to shift to giving a shit. But again, it's like they're everybody's stuck in this like um, fucking like fighting for like the scraps mentality yeah. that it's hard to care about other people yeah. when you you know how bad you have it. Yeah. So again, you're gonna you're yep. gonna go to Walmart and you're gonna yep. fight for that TV. Because... And that's what that's what puts America in a me first society because mm-hmm. everybody's kind of now put in that mentality where I'm just I'm out for myself. I gotta I gotta take care of myself. Gotta take care of my family. I'll do whatever it takes. You know. And mm-hmm. it's just like. If we had a little bit, you know, better financial payment and system and, and, you know, with everything in that and and stop and actually get rent control in certain areas, you know, um, I think it wouldn't, we wouldn't have that kind of me first mentality because we see that everywhere. We see it on, on, on the freeways when we're driving, everybody's in a me first society. Fuck you. I I need to get ahead of you. Screw you. I'm merging first, Mm -hmm. you know, like nobody has manners anymore and we're, if we got rid of that mentality, like we wouldn't see the craziness that we have when we see the TVs when it comes to this big monstrosity called Black Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, we see people getting trampled. We seeing old ladies getting, you know, sent to the hospital and just people getting stabbed, people getting shot. And it's just like so unnecessary. But again, if we just actually had our basic needs met, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be pushed to this mm-hmm. extreme. And it just seems like every year it just progressively gets a little bit more intense and a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the me first thing, like, it's like, if the basic needs were met, then me first would be a healthy thing, because they can focus on their mental health. Me first would be more as like... uh, Because when you think of me first, that's good when you think of the whole. Yeah. Because when you are healthy and you are happy, then you realize that you are part of this whole... Sorry, my... It's still uh, a... A cooperative me, me first. Mm-hmm. As when yeah. you're put in this other mentality, it's a very competitive me yeah. first, and I need to get there. It's me, fuck everybody else. I'll tear you down because yeah. me first. But when you actually have, like you were saying, your yeah, needs and met healthy, and everything like yeah. that, your me first can then turn into I can uh, help others. Yeah, you know? and and how can I uh, improve myself as a person? Mm-hmm. How can I uh, me first as far as like my needs need to be met, and also like working on yourself and constantly having a lot of people don't even have time to even improve themselves mm-hmm. some yeah, people they're they like don't. i don't have mm-hmm. time for yoga i don't have time for meditation i'm like ah, you don't like have 10 15 minutes but some people just don't have time and we're not given that time because again it's just everything's designed in a certain way right now to mm-hmm. keep us constantly busy and constantly distracted mm-hmm. yeah. distractions Mm-hmm. constantly on your portable box yeah and that's not always a bad thing you know no, but I it's mean, i mean it's the, it's, it's a, but if you it's, don't have time for meditation yeah, yeah. <clears throat> then yeah, you have yeah. time to be on that yeah and i think a lot of people could realize that because i said last night it's like uh you know getting developing good habits is just like breaking bad ones mm-hmm. is that to break a bad habit you have to like say for instance quitting smoking you have to get over that week first and then next time you smoke a cigarette after that, it's like it tastes gross to yeah. you because you've taken a break from it long enough to where you've gotten out of it. So yeah. having a good habit is you got to keep doing something mm-hmm. for that that same period before then it becomes normal and it becomes yeah. part of your then it becomes everyday lifestyle. routine. So yeah. if people put spend less time on their phones and then spend that like 20 minutes on meditation, then and then they start to see the benefits from that, like then yeah. that becomes their new normal and they realize, oh, actually, I did have time for that, but I've convinced myself that I didn't. Yeah. And I'm not downplaying the struggle of like families or anything but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like 
if if you could start to work like because we have to do something you know it's mm-hmm. and, it, and it's and it's going to be a group effort like we need people that are in these situations to care enough to like make them better but also like care about themselves too yeah. and like reconnect because we as a society have huge issues mentally and like that we don't even realize we have we're yeah. operating on these these thought processes that if you actually stop and take a second back and you realize a lot of the decisions you make are based on like bullshit assumptions sometimes mm-hmm. you know but it's just it seems yeah we were talking about that with clothing yeah yeah because i wear a lot of men's pants because a lot of women's pants are designed to not have actual functioning pockets mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know yes most of our jeans they look great on our bodies but the pockets are fake like they don't work mm-hmm. and i know and that's this designed, i can agree with this and that's I used to wear women's pants all the time yeah and, and it's designed in a certain way to force women to start buying purses mm-hmm. now we need things to put we don't have the pocket so we need to put our shit somewhere so it's all I this women's jeans i had a merce yeah so it's like yeah. it's yep. totally like i <laughs> fell for it too i was like yeah, yeah these fucking pockets suck but i love how they look on my butt yeah <laughs> yeah so it's just we were talking about uh the whole because how i i i've in the past i've dated drag queens and, mm-hmm. and men who did drag and I had a friend of mine try to tell me that he was gay. And I said, no, he's completely straight. And she's like, but he wears a dress. And I said, so? Uh, that has nothing to do with it. And I looked at her and I said, are you gay? And she says, no. And I said, well, you're wearing pants right now. And technically, technically pants were designed for men. And uh, I'm wearing pants. So I guess that means both of us are gay. <laughs> and she's like, well, no. And I was like, there we go. Just because a guy decides to wear a dress, just maybe because even putting on pantyhose makes him feel sexy, doesn't always necessarily make him gay. Like, mm-hmm. it's all these assumptions. Maybe yes, he is. Maybe yes, he isn't. But who the fuck cares, you mm-hmm. know? But it's this weird uh, thing with with clothing. Because I, I border between men and women's clothing. And I do express a lot of my masculine side through my clothing. And mm-hmm. then also when I'm at work, I'm super feminine. So I yeah. kind of border on that. And I buy a lot of men's pants. But we were talking about that. Who writes this code? Yeah. This this code that says this is for this and this is for this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and it, the way it is. Yeah, and I saw that la- this lady post. Uh, it was a woman posted a video of like a father and son in frozen dresses dancing and just having like the best time of their lives to like this frozen music and she was like the caption was the testosterone is being sucked from our men before our very eyes <laughs> and like i commented back and i was like oh god yes my eyes like how dare wow. they like have Gosh. a genuine moment of hum- human interaction and connection like fuck them for like they should be like riddled with so- social uh stigmas and like you know self-imposed limitations and, th- and but it's like I've worded it better than that. I'm just getting like, heated about <laughs> yeah. the point because it's like... Yeah, it's just so frustrating that mm-hmm. it's just... You can have... A, like, that kid is going to grow up when that's probably going to be one of the best moments of his, all of his memories yeah, is that dude. connection he had with his fucking dad when like his dad, dad dressed up dress with him. With and it's and like... like he didn't even think I was weird because I wanted to wear a dress. He, we just like had a great yeah, time. Yeah, and we talked about this with toys Aww. yesterday too as far as like uh, I had Barbies and my little brother had Hot Wheels and sometimes he would like to play Ken- with the Ken doll while we're Barbies. And then mm-hmm. sometimes we would like to play race cars with his Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Like we, he played with girl stuff, we played with I, boy stuff, you know, and it's just this whole thing. And it's like, I why can't wanted... boys like Disney princesses? Why can't know. they grow up and, and like that? Like, uh, 
And why can't girls grow up and, 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 and like these Hot Wheels and things like, why are these toys pushed for this and this is pushed for that? It just, mm-hmm. it's very like people frustrating. People have come to put gender, like traditional gender stereotypes above, like value that above genuine human connection. Which yeah. is insane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, and that's I just, I just want to say this to the, to the parents who are listening. If your son wants a fucking Barbie doll, an Elsa doll, or whatever the fuck, get it for him. Mm-hmm. If your daughter wants some fucking sports mate or some race car uh, thing, whatever the fuck, get it for her. Mm-hmm. Don't go fall into this hole. Well, these are for boys and these are for girls. This is what they fucking want. Make mm-hmm. them happy. That's mm-hmm. all they want. They just want to be happy. And you getting them the thing that they really, really want, that's just going to make their whole fucking world. And f- fuck the kids who are going to tease. Well, that's... F- screw them. Yeah, Let them kid, be well, fucking kids, man. Yeah, yeah. Let them yeah. be kids. kids are unfortunately... Really and and like we were saying, anybody who's trying to drag you down is obviously clearly below you. So mm-hmm. just... Eh. You know, mm-hmm. like that—that's—that's that's my little rant. Well, <laughs> You're gonna buy stuff for Black Friday. Oh, <laughs> so, and well, unfortunately, those kids that make fun of you are the unfortunate product of, like, of the indoctrination and, into and, like. Yeah. You know, my mom, my the dad told me I was like, yeah, because they yeah. can't understand it because their their entire world, their entire like power structure to them, yeah. their parents just told them that they're weird for like yeah. maybe he wanted an Elsa yeah. and then he got made felt weird yeah. about it. Yeah, but so, I think once we get to the kid. point where it's so <clears throat> normalized, I think it's going to be to the point where that parent's just like, well, fuck, I just I'm the asshole because. Well, yeah. all my other sons got Elsa dolls. Fuck, I need to get one for my son. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, yeah. I'm hoping that we can have, get... That's why normalization and visibility exactly. is so Exactly. That's why I'm saying, like, if, if that's what your kid wants, fucking get it for him. Let them fucking play with it. And fuck any other parent or any other kid who's going to fucking say shit. Because, mm-hmm. you know what? Let that kid be a kid. Let They like what they like. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved boy things when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I liked girl things Those when I was growing toys. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always I wanted an easy bake oven monsters. so bad. Yeah. yeah, like I wanted an easy bake oven so bad, but it was yeah. only girls in the commercial. Yeah, like if a boy wants an easy bake oven, I like, wanted one so bad, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. bake some cookies, man. Dude, I would have even had a little apron, like shit. Yeah, and you know it's the same same thing as like people say, well, why do we need a, a gay pride parade? Well, it's because like the because the the gay community needs to be visible because they've been swept under the rug for so long yeah. that you know and I see society making strides because the the major news networks actually broadcast the gay pride parade yeah and, and we're now getting li- like drag shows on TV yeah and, and then like little kids in like Middletown America yeah. can see that on the TV and see those people yeah. embracing love and themselves and just like happiness and joy in life and then they're like wow okay it doesn't matter what all unless these people their parents are say. shouting at the TV like oh, look at this but even and, then like you you, know. I know like those kids see it and you see and it not as just more for powerful, me not just I with think, kids sometimes. I see it I see it with adults too and yeah. it's like I take metro and I've lived in LA for like the last 17 years um, so I see more and more men um, like walking out in full drag or even men just with makeup on and I think that's rad because in the last 10 years I've seen that more and more out in public mm-hmm. than I have in the past you yeah. know and if, like, even, I when I, I love... even when I was younger when I was 18, 19 I was dating drag queens but mm-hmm. they would never go out in public in full drag like that only at night yeah. only in the car then going to and from and it was like this whole kind of like <coughs> now it's just so out in the open it's mm-hmm. starting to become normal I think mm-hmm. that's really awesome because it's another I, I any form of creativity if you express it through makeup, your clothing, whatever, I am so for it. As long yeah. as you're not 
doing well, anything then, illegal yeah. against the law, yeah. you know. And this translates. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> to an extent. Okay. See, and then this, this same thought process translates to women in their bodies and how yeah. like how they can stop being viewed as sex objects because yeah. the more we see women embracing their sexuality and you know being comfortable in their bodies, yeah. the less they're gonna because we're sending this message when we tell women to cover up that. You, there's something wrong with you showing your body because your body is only made for your body should only be seen in a sexual yeah. sense, mm-hmm. you know. And so the more the then normal, if you don't like, cover yourself up, people are not going to be able to control themselves around you. Yeah, right. It's and like it's your, it's, fault. it's your fault that yeah. people How can't dare control you. Them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're putting the power in the hands of the aggressors with yeah. this mentality. Yeah. So it, in a, all areas of society, I think the best thing that we can do is live our truths and and make them loud and and be proud of it and embrace it because you never know who you're inspiring by living your own truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's little little impacts, you know, and it's... uh... I, I have, uh, it, even if you have a little bit of a following on social media and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like I've been posting in the last like 10 months or so, a bunch of gardening stuff, you know, and one of my followers started following that gardening um, page and then she started a garden. She has a son and her son's now growing up with fresh vegetables. He goes in the backyard. He's actually picking out plants that he wants to plant mm-hmm. and vegetables he wants to. And I'm she's showing me videos of him like pulling things and eating fresh vegetables. And I think that's so fucking amazing that like me posting about here's a couple plants I have in my backyard I like growing some herbs and vegetables and now this kid is growing up surrounded with the appreciation of of food fresh food mother nature how to take care of himself I think it's very important that people Mm -hmm. learn how to do some form of gardening or something Mm -hmm. just growing something you really have an appreciation for the food you Mm -hmm. grow Mm -hmm. you know and you know like you again you were saying you you never know who you're going to inspire and who you're going to influence you know and especially if you're trying to put out a healthy message Mm -hmm. that does have a ripple effect whether people are showing it to you or telling it to you or not Mm-hmm. They, there is a ripple effect and you yeah. are inspiring people and you are making a difference yeah I just got a message today like like got me teary it was like uh, somebody from Indiana and their their son loved me on face off and then since then they've been watching my videos and stuff and I try to like really project like I know everything I do is not like kid friendly and stuff but I always try to project like really positive messages and what I believe and then she was talking about how like I have not only influenced them in art and to be like they sculpt and stuff now, but now I'm actually like influencing their their thoughts on life because of my message that I put yeah. out. And I was like, man, that's like, like blew me away. You know, it's I like, think it's always healthy to question everything. I think that at some point we're we're told it's not okay to question it. That's, and I, that's, that's I get in trouble the... all the time for asking questions. I'm like, I'm just asking questions. I ask questions because I honestly don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I want to know. I either want to know your perspective or what your answer is, or maybe I have no idea of the topic and I just it, inform me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but I, at some point people get really angry when you start asking questions mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I that, get, that I could, get in trouble with that a lot. And that could feed back into, again, our original point on Thanksgiving is that some people might not even try to bring it up because they fear that if they, like if they were to ask an indigenous person to be informed or something, then they would like offend the indigenous person or something. Mm-hmm. But I think if you approach 
but people, indigenous people with respect and like, can you educate me? Like, I want to hear about the issue. I want to hear your perspective. You know, it's like, I don't think that they're going to. Are there any websites? That and we you know, here's, a, here's like... a thing. Here's a thing too, is that indigenous people do have a fucking sense of humor and sense of humor is one of their things. And one of my favorite things is when I travel and I haven't taken the time to learn the language and let's say I'm looking for something, right? And I know just basics, you know, and I have my cell phone an image of what I'm looking for and I'm show it to the person behind the counter who I'm trying to talk to and they know just basic English you know and I'm trying to show them I just cut to the chase and I just look at them I said stupid American don't know please help and they get a chuckle and we break the tension and then, and then they assist. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. it's just like this is kind of the same thing. It's not, not saying go up to an Native American and say, stupid American, no, no. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just like, like just, but just be, just be honest. Like, you know what? I, I don't want to be naive about this and I would love some insight, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to be offensive with some of my questions, but I'm honestly asking out of genuine curiosity and I would love to be, uh, you know, I would love to learn uh, your actual, like, what is this? What is that? What is this meaning to you? Is this offensive if I do this? Am I allowed to say this? Like, how do you feel about this? Yeah. You know, and I think it's very important important to constantly ask questions, to constantly learn. Learn other people's uh, perspectives. Learn their um, uh heritage and languages and and um mannerisms and things like that especially when you're traveling learn like what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do it's very offensive to spit on the street in japan mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like little things like that learn yeah. you know it's, it's it's this this like this widens out uh more um it's not just native americans like any marginalized community like i think just trying to open a dialogue like how can i how can i do better like how because we we don't live the life of of um, someone that has you know that's in any sort of community that has been that you know like a minority or any kind of group that like has societal issues that we don't personally have to face yeah so the best thing that you can do is just try to like in a very respectful way talk to people and yeah. hear their stories because that's what they, they want to be heard that's all that, even through the we're... civil rights movement through everything like it all boils down to they want to be heard yeah. And and if you hear them and you acknowledge them, like that is powerful in itself. And I think there's a lot of stigma too with with Americans celebrating other cultures, um, holidays and things like that. But to me, I think it's okay. And and if you want to, I think like let's say if if you're a, a white person and you want to celebrate, let's say uh, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a couple friends who are Latino, ask them like, hey, you know what? I, I'm kind of new, but I would like to start celebrating Day of the Dead. What are kind of like the guidelines for it? What are like, you know, how does this work? And mm-hmm. they, they can explain to you, Day of the Dead is when you honor and respect your ancestors. Mm-hmm. So maybe create this in your home. Maybe mm-hmm. if you have some photos of your family that's passed away, take some time, light a candle. You know, and they can yeah. explain to you how to celebrate these things, how to do it the proper way, and how to give honor and celebrate without doing it and being offensive, like yeah. showing up at a Thanksgiving dinner wearing a native headdress is not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> if you're not native, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. Yeah. You know, and like there's a lot of things that I think that people just honestly don't know and it's just been, con- they're conditioned and we gotta, we have to uncondition them. Mm-hmm. And I think the well, best way to uncondition is just to ask questions. And an important thing to know is that uh, traditions and rituals all across the world, like or traditions, they... Uh, the base, the basic um, c- 
concepts of traditions all around the world just involve basic human issues mm-hmm. like yeah like honoring ancestors giving thanks like it's all universal yeah it just depends on how you want to do it and yeah. how and it's basically it's like a tradition is a ritual like yeah. thanksgiving mm-hmm. is a and ritual you don't have like, to always are, involve god if you want to involve god you mm-hmm. can involve god but it's not always it's, a god just, thing even christmas it's a good time mm-hmm. just to to honor your friends and honor your friends who are alive and your family and you know celebrate with uh, good moments and, and gifts if you want to do gifts, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's just... Uh, Basically, it's, it's just like it boils down to however you want to whatever ritual you want to choose to honor and acknowledge your existence, really yeah. is what it boils down yeah. to. And it's like, and if you choose to do that through a certain cultural lens, then okay, you know, yeah. like, but just learn about it and take the time to respect the traditions and, and learn and, yeah. and like that's that's all anybody yeah. can ask you know? and especially Respect. with the native american community it's just like it doesn't matter what color skin you're born with if you actually live a native path you're a native american hmm. if you're light-skinned you're a native american if you're dark-skinned you're a native american if you live the native way you're considered native american if you live with honor respect integrity for yourself for your family for your tribe for the animals and nature and everything around you, you are pretty much a, one of the first peoples, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's 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 not, I mean, yes, it is a bloodline thing, but it's also, uh, it's in your heart. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's, mm-hmm. a, um, it's, a, it's a belief system, you mm-hmm. know? It's, it's just all about honoring being alive. Honor everything around you. Honor the trees, honor the animals, honor the air you breathe, the water you drink, everything. It's just, again, about celebrating life being grateful and just giving thanks mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so basically i think to sum it up is that we as a society need better communication and we we really need to take the time if you can spare it to learn about other people and their ways and that because through learning and you know that's that's how you develop respect um, yeah. from more compassion to hearing mm-hmm. someone else's struggle and you know, and then that can give you a different perspective on life. So, um, yeah, whether that's like Googling to learn, you know, about struggles that you don't face or maybe even reaching out to people via social media, like however you want to do it. But I think it's just important that we work on trying to better connect yeah. ourselves. And there's a bunch of things online that you can just Google search yep. as far as like indigenous people, indigenous peoples, um, just, you know, how you know honoring the the land honoring animals you know mm-hmm. there's just it's so and much if, information out there if anything if comes back up about it. the keystone pipeline and native american like we have to support the native americans yeah. fighting for their land yeah so if that like pay attention to that yeah. in the news i know and there's, there's probably to, still links out there yeah retweet them. it like yeah. be vocal about it because this it's it's heinous that native americans are still suffering yeah. and we're just trying to stand up and that this is on their on our own our own reservations mm-hmm. this is lands we were forced onto yep. and saying that it wasn't going to be fucked with and now it's being fucked with and and it's just and it's like ugh. we as true americans like cannot stand it's for that kind this of shit. constant scam over yeah. over and over yeah and the way that we fight that is bringing visibility yeah. to it and yeah. and being vocal and, about and it. we've had plenty of, of really good protests and things like that uh-huh. So, and you can always Google search that too. Um, there's probably something in your town 
you know, they have uh, annual protests and things like that for the pipeline, for banks, for for indigenous peoples, for mm-hmm. for teachers' rights, whatever. You know, that's another thing too. Is if you believe in it, you need to show up for those protests because the numbers really do make an impact. Yeah, just because show up. just because certain issues don't affect you, it doesn't mean you can't fight yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. But just take the time to know that you're fighting for them in the right way yeah. by listening to yeah. the people that are facing the issue. Yeah. So, where can people find you, Rani, online? Um, uh, la la la. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Raniagogo on Instagram, or um, I guess you can go on to the Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash Rancig, R A N C I G. All kinds of fun stuff on there. Yeah. And now, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Sin Twisted. And I'm on Facebook hardly ever, so let's just stick with the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can find me at Signutron on Twitch, or I mean, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Signutron. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Signutron, and as Randy said, the Patreon. Oh, there's also a TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't forget that TikTok. TikTok. You have a TikTok too, right? Do you post Uh, to it? It's just most of my snake. Uh. It's just pretty much, I think, dedicating my TikTok to snake videos. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. But you you guys, your TikTok is Rancig, R-A-N-C-I-G. Also, follow us on the YouTube because we're a lot more active on there now, and I have my new show, NetWielder, that I'm trying to basically help society fix issues that we're kind of just talking about. Uh, so it's youtube.com slash Rancig. Rancig is our new rebranding. Mm-hmm. So, well, I thanks like for it. listening, everybody, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday. And don't forget to be grateful. Yeah. Every Thank day. you so much. Every day. Yep. Gratitude is something that should be acknowledged every day. <laughs>